0: Hey there, this is your host, Andrea. I just wanted to ask you a question. Are you interested in being on a podcast? Do you want to share your amazing story with the world? Or are you interested in hosting a podcast yourself? Well, if you are, then we really recommend Podmatch. Podmatch works to ensure that well-suited guests, hosts, and collaborators can find you with an easy filtering process where you can either match with a potential guest or you can pass, it's that easy. Don't have a podcast, don't worry. You can be a guest on someone else's podcast and share your story with their audience. It's just a click away. Here at Direct Impact, we love the ease of using Podmatch and all the connections that we've been able to make through their platform. If this is something that piques your interest, tap this episode, scroll down to the bottom of our show notes and click our link www.joinpodmatch.com backslash direct impact podcast to support the show. Again, that's www.joinpodmatch.com backslash direct impact podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Andrea Epteen, and you are listening to the Direct Impact Podcast, Candid Conversations. So when we do Candid Conversations, we're basically just talking Gregory, my producer, and myself. Gregory is also a clinician specializing in sexual compulsivity. And so sometimes we just have some candid conversations around our topics and um, it's just a, a little bit of a different perspective to hear two clinicians kind of, you know, chew on some some things and discuss. So um, I think you're going to enjoy this one. What are we talking about today, Gregory? So
1: today is a topic that you've referenced multiple times in the podcast itself. And you've talked about, I think it was, you correct me, heart brain, gut brain, and general brain. Yeah, mm-hmm. Am I missing any? Just the head. The head brain. Which
0: to me is the least important. Okay. <laughs> we spent too much time in that one, so let's not talk about it.
1: So as you have discussed what these brains mean themselves, but um and you've talked about the notion of restoring them, but what what is actually restoring in connection to any of these?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good question. And so what does it look like when they're reconnected when they're restored is this intelligence that we didn't even know that we had access to Mm -hmm. and it is it's about regaining access and um, using all areas of intelligence to include our gut Mm -hmm. and our heart and our emotions and our inner knowing and yes our genitalia and our instincts and, you know, bringing it all back online looks like somebody is able to now be in their thoughts and in their decisions and in their behaviors in a way that's very life-giving and very healing and centered, grounded in their integrity and that's what you start to see gradually mm-hmm. as these parts start to commingle again. Yeah. It start to reintroduce themselves, start to communicate, um, work through their resistance, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what I, what I start to see. I start to see people come alive, you know? Yeah.
1: So where my mind goes and given the, na- the niche that I, and to work in, which is sex, addiction, sexual compulsivity. So is it fair to assume that a disease has interrupted the relationship to that specific genital brain? Absolutely. And I would assume all of the brains, but specifically talking about that one. So where my mind goes first is how do you trust that brain
0: again? Oh, yeah. So building those trust bonds mm-hmm. is, it's really it's scary. It's mm-hmm. scary, challenging work and we have a lot of defense mechanisms around it. We have a lot of ambivalence, a lot of resistance mm-hmm. here. a lot of people don't you know want to talk about it. yeah <laughs> um, they want to make excuses around it. they want to avoid it, right They want to pretend it's something else. but yeah, um, building that type of intimacy, it takes time, especially when there's a lack of trust. If there's a lack of trust within the body, you know, not just emotionally, I don't know if I can trust my partner to be sexual with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even about the partners, it's about yourself. I don't know that I can trust my genitalia to be present for me in a life-giving way. You know, especially when it's started to only function around dis-ease or disease or with unhealthy content and material or unhealthy relationships, right?
1: The next one that comes to my mind, st- uh, sticking with trust is, I think I've heard you, please correct me if I'm wrong, the gut, the gut brain specifically, as it pertains a stagnant energy mm-hmm. and then anxiety, and then as people who struggle with anxiety, approaching that relationship Almost seems insane in and of itself.
0: It feels insane.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah, it feels insane because there's no trust there. It feels um, like the opposite of what you want to move towards. And that's a big part of therapy, right? Mm -hmm. Is identifying with the therapist. What are the things that you can start to lean into instead of getting on your heels and, and moving away from it or avoiding it? And, you know, when you're working on these things, that's what you start to do. You start to lean into it, you start to dip your toe, you start to hold space, and that's where that reconnection can begin and that trust can begin to build hmm
1: so just kind of walking through the three that we spend the least amount of time with and the last one on my mind is the heart brain now you you, you me in the right direction because to me when you there is a lack of trust there to me that speaks about negative core beliefs of well if i am a bad person and i believe i am a bad person therefore i can't trust that instinct of what that's telling me is there any other common is that correct and then is there any other common ones that disrupt block Need that relationship.
0: I think when we talk about negative core beliefs, oftentimes we are talking about a disruption um, between the gut, the heart, and the, and the mind. The thoughts that you come up with about yourself is, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not a good person. I'm bad. I'm broken. There's something yeah. wrong with me. I don't deserve good things. All of that. We definitely look at how does that negative core belief impact the head brain, the heart brain, the gut brain, and yes, the genitalia brain, like all of them, you know, if they work so well in a healthy space, that's true, but guess what? They also, you know, are negatively impacted, all of them together. Yeah. Like I keep saying and and it's it takes time because the negative relationship, the severing, the disconnect, the lack of trust has been um for a lot of people since oh my gosh their first breaths their first days prenatally i mean like there's there's a disconnect early on um i was in my chiropractor's office the other day and the uh, poster said, when did you get your first subluxation? (laughs) Which is basically like, when did you first start to have some disconnect, if you will, in your vertebrae? And it showed a picture of the doctor holding up a baby and pulling them out. And it was like, Right then, right there. So, like, if your body is receiving a trauma in its very first moments, you know that we are do- that's happening mentally and emotionally, mm-hmm. physiologically. So, I have to say that because we want the quick fix, we want to be like, so tell me what to do, I'll do that, and everything will be better. Then mm-hmm. that's not the way the world works. That's not the way humans work. We can heal faster than we fall apart. That's the good news. Mm-hmm. We can heal a lot faster. Um, then we fall apart, um, because we're aware that we're healing, we're doing the work. I think that's what it means when it's like, do the work, do the work to fall apart. We just naturally do it. So that happens slower. But when you're really engaging the work, when you're being intentional, when you're being deliberate, and I know I use those words all the time, you can heal so much faster. And, um, and that's what we're trying to help people do.
1: Now I know this question might be burning on somebody's minds when it comes to these specific subjects, but is there a timeline on the healing with this? Is there an expectation that should be met, or what would you like to set as individuals' expectations in this process?
0: I would like to set the expectation of a five year process
1: five years mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. for some more, for some less, um depending on age of onset, depending on how long. The trauma persisted depending on how intense it was, depending on a lot of things, resiliency, a lot of things that we would take into consideration. However, I feel like from what I have seen, it is about a five year process. About an, you know, you see so much shift when you are doing that deliberate work. Mm -hmm. You see so much shift in 90 days. You do. But that is the beginning. Not the end, and so I see people also drop off at that point and slowly go back to courts again. They feel better; they feel so much better. But you know, I, I really want people to look at, oh my gosh, two years feels so different. Mm-hmm. I have been very honest with y'all that I'm ten years into healing from body betrayal, and I still do not feel like I am done. Right. You know, so. When you look at all the facets and when you look at my resiliency, I'm I'm very resilient and it's taking 10 years. You had a lot of things working for me, not against me. And I'm 10 years in and I do not feel done. So I hope that that helps our listeners to say, it's a beautiful journey. Be willing to go on it and continue. Like, I don't want us to ever be done. But when you ask the question about when can we expect to be back online, um and all of our parts working together to communicate. I'm looking at five years. Mm-hmm.
1: I think so often that desire to be done, that desire to finally think that you no more efforts required and it's time to coast. Mm-hmm. I think that is such a trap with so many areas in life.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. It is a nasty lie mm-hmm. that we want to buy into desperately because, you know, we just, we want, you know, the miracle pill, right? We want that one just quick solution. And it's, it's not real. It's not lasting. It's not what we're here for. We're here to do the work. Mm-hmm. We're here to gain meaning. We find meaning and we find purpose and we find all the things our hearts desire when we do the work. It's just not always pleasant. Right.
1: Well, thank you so much for taking the time to answer my questions today.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you always to our listeners. And it just takes one share, one review. will make that ripple effect and that direct impact on the world. Thank you, guys. Listen up, Direct Impact Nation. You know how important routine, structure, consistency, and accountability is on the road to recovery and personal discovery. Well, I have developed the perfect companion for you on your journey. My Plan to Recover journal is thoughtfully and specifically designed for the person looking to achieve long term success in recovery while gaining personal insight, awareness, emotional intelligence, and spiritual integrity. The Plan to Recover journal will help you stay recovery-minded, practice your priorities, and build a healthy relationship with self and others, 12 hours at a time. To preview and pre-order your copy today, visit www.lightninginabottle.biz journal. That's www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash journal. And don't forget to get a PTR journal for a friend on their journey too. Direct Impact Nation will save 15% when you use the promo code IMPACT. That's promo code I-M-P-A-C-T. With the purchase of your PTR journal, you will become part of an exclusive community dedicated to recovery and self-discovery. Visit www.lightninginabottle.biz and let us take you from want to to willing and from willing to healing.